what do so have you had your Chinese food yet? Oh no, no, it's waiting for me. Yeah, Matt got me mashed potatoes from Wawa, but I couldn't like I wasn't that hungry, so I just had a little sampling and then I'll heat them up later. Oh nice. Yeah, I got my my Chinese. I just wanted since we were recording at a certain time, I didn't like I just wanted to be done with recording and then just be able to like have the whole rest of the day to like lay in bed, mm -hmm. watch my shows with my like Chinese food on my little bed tray that I have. Like I just wanted to set myself up for success. And by success, I mean like having just a nice relaxing day, not accomplishing shit, but you know, so it's all ready to go for when we're done. You know what snack I could really go for, Ashley? A banana? A banana! <laughs> oh, so much potassium. Oh my god. So, hi everyone. I Before I continue on with my joke, I'm Laura. And I'm Ashley. And this is Idle Chatter. We are a Survivor fan podcast. Typically we watch the live episodes as they come out and recap them in this extended hiatus. We are watching some old favorite seasons. We're currently working our way through season 20, Heroes vs. Villains. And the episode we're here to talk about today is episode six, Banana Etiquette. This is a good one. The, when we, because you, at, at the end of last week, you asked me, I, I, I saw that next week's episode was called Banana Etiquette. And you're like, do you know what it's referring to? And I was like, no, I don't. Oh my God. This is the Netflix description of this episode. When the castaways arrive at the immunity challenge, Jeff surprises them with a twist leading to scrambling, manipulation, and difficult decisions. Very, very difficult. You know, you got to consider one's banana etiquette when casting your vote. This, this was quite the, the twisty episode. And I think, you know, they probably just realized the villains have been winning. They keep winning. We need to do something to shake this up. Absolutely. And shake it up they did. So last week, just to give everybody a little recap, we we had an all-out war at the Shemurgan Brawl. The villains continue to win. The battle between Rob and Russell has been really simmering for some time now. There's a lot of beef at, at uh, camp, but because they haven't gone to tribal, nothing's really come of it. And then, you know, the heroes went to tribal and Tom went home. So we got 15 people left. We, we come back at night 14 after Tom goes home. Yeah, so basically, you know, I guess it would, would have been Stephanie, um, Colby, and Tom that were working together. You know, Stephanie is gone. Tom is gone. So Colby is, you know, all by his lonesome. Mm -hmm. James, you know, offers him a hug. Colby declines. James James, is like, really? Like, mm -hmm. no, I, I don't want your big burly hug right now. <laughs> Actually, honestly, if it was cold, that I feel like it, I feel like James would give a great hug. He probably I like, would. I feel like he would like give you such a big hug and lift you off the ground and like crack your back, but like in a good way. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we have Candace say to to us, the audience, that you know, like clearly she wanted James gone, but she just didn't want to throw away a vote and then have to go back to camp and like piss everyone off and. I guess what that leads me to believe is because last week we ha we had Candace and JT saying to us, you know, we have the power here. Like we can go with Tom and Colby because then it would just be Rupert, Amanda and James. They could have gotten rid of James. So when Candace says, I didn't want to throw away a vote, that just leads me to believe that JT made the call before they went and yeah. said, I'm voting for Tom. And Candace was like, well, okay, I could vote for 
for James, but that would leave me the only person, you know, it would just leave her and Colby. It wouldn't have been a good situation for her. So that's, that, that decision was really dumb in my opinion, especially, you know, we'll, we'll see later this episode, but just, yeah, stupid. Everyone's kind of annoyed with Candace. Amanda tells us that she's sick of her. And then we get, you know, just some footage of Candace staring wistfully at the moon. (laughs) Yeah. Amanda's like, you know, she was gunning for James. No shit. He can't walk. (laughs) Like his knee is messed up. Like the whole point of, not the whole point. Like I'm sure he's a multi-dimensional person. Like, but he, he was like the strength of your team. And if he doesn't have that, like, what is he really adding? But okay, absolutely. I, I and that's that's going to come back later on in this episode. We'll we'll cross that bridge when we when we come to it. His his knee is almost as bad as Rupert's broken toe. Almost. Oh, my, oh, oh, I mean, you can't forget about Rupert's messed up toe. Oh, my God. So we go over to the villain's tribe, and we get this creepy, creepy-ass shot of, like, Russell waking in the night, and he, then he sees that Rob's awake, too. And by night, I guess it's, like, early morning, but it is night camera vision or whatever. So then he he gets up and talks to Rob, and... Well, Rob, when you said creepy vision of, or, like, yeah, <laughs> creepy of, of Russell waking up, I wrote Rob is sitting there like a creep like because it's just so funny because it's like above the beach a little bit it's like these two trees and rob's just sitting in between them like staring off into the sea like and it's dark out and like yeah like russell like you just see his eyes like pop open like in the shelter it is just creepy all around yeah and then we get this like weird exchange where they're both kind of trying to put the other at ease while also like big dogging the other yeah Russell, russell's like you know i i want him to you know not think that i'm after him which that's never gonna happen uh you know rob tells russell that people are mad that he looked for the idol but russell still won't cop to finding it which is smart why would he yeah. and then you know, rob tells us in an interview that basically what he's trying to do is like make russell even more paranoid he tells russell that people are mad at him and uh, rob says something else in the in the interview to us you know, at like as if he's talking to Russell and he says, you're playing with the big boys now. And I again, it's just like, look, I know I know how you feel about Boston Rob. I know how Survivor feels about Boston Rob. But and you know what? Uh, uh, I'm talking myself out of it now. I'm ar- literally just arguing with myself. But it's just like a lot of cockiness from someone who's never won Survivor. Yeah. And you know what? I feel like when I say, though, how I feel about Boston Rob, too, you know, how I feel though when like winners at war I'm like dude it's your fifth like go away like and and also even the season he won you know I'm like wow those people are all morons for letting him get to the end like I don't really respect his win that much but like at this point I feel like he really did play a good game in all-stars though so I feel like him coming back after that I'm like yeah you know what you did really put on like a good performance on all stars so like you you know you do like you know have some game you you have something to be proud of but yeah like definitely cocky but i mean russell's cocky as hell too so (laughs) it's really just like them at war with each other it's really funny because then rob tells him to watch his back and then russell's like you watch your back Mm -hmm. like it's just it's and Okay, so I'm going to talk about this in my luxury item segment, but I've been watching this show, Unreal, and it's amazing, but it's, like, 
basically the it's a show about the producers behind a reality tv show and so like in my mind I know what's happening is like the producers are going up to Russell and being like Rob says he's in charge and that you need to watch your back what are you going to do about that you should Mm -hmm. confront him and then they're going up to Rob and saying the same thing so it's like is this just like a testosterone fueled king versus king war that's happening organically maybe a little bit yes but I think like production is also like being very heavy-handed in continuing to fuel the fire yeah I'm sure but no I mean the two of them they they definitely both think that they're they're running the show and really only one of them is and you know we we will we'll see who that who that is as the season goes on we sure will so then we open up to day 15 we get some crazy island footage and then we get some tree mail and there's a little a little poem, a little riddle, and the gist of it to summarize is, I just wrote down like the first and last line. It says, when things look desperate, never lose hope. Don't give up even when you're at the end of your rope, which is a clue. Uh, yeah. And everyone's kind of commenting about how this this tree mail is super vague and it's not clear if it's for immunity. It's not clear if it's for reward what could it be yeah so um we get to the challenge and then our boy jeff is 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 like oh villains you know see the new heroes tribe you know tom voted out at last tribal council and parvati's like james is still there like they're all shocked they're like why the hell did you keep this giant man that can't run or help you in challenges like they're on the same page as me And even before they got to the challenge, Colby was questioning what this challenge is going to mean for James and his injury. Uh So skeptics all around. And what the challenge is going to end up being is it's for immunity, but there's a twist. So we'll explain what the twist is, and then we'll talk about the challenge because I did look up the fun facts again. But basically, they're going to be competing for individual immunity against their own tribe. So... Both tribes are going to compete in the challenge one after the other. And the person who wins against their tribe mates is the winner for that tribe. Same thing for the other one. And then those two people, the winners from each tribe, are going to have a showdown for a reward. And by the way, both tribes are going to go to tribal council. You know, I didn't see it coming. Either did I. I didn't know. Yeah. So And And then... The prize. The pri- the prize is pretty good because it's it's a two-parter. So the tribe who wins is going to get to watch the other tribe's tribal council and kind of get a glimpse into their dynamic. And while they do that, they're going to get hot dogs with all the fixins and soft drinks. Yeah, all the fixins. Mm-hmm. It, I, oh God, now, now I want a hot dog. I love hot... You know, I will... I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast yet. I know I've talked about it in our group chat. I bought myself an air fryer um, on Black Friday or like Cyber Monday, whatever. I fucking love that thing. And it just like cooks stuff so well and like really fast. So I've been like toasting like you can like put a hot dog bun in there and then end a hot dog and like get a nice toasty bun and like a perfectly cooked hot dog. Because like I feel like you want you want a hot dog on a grill like. And it's cold, and I don't I don't know how to use my, my grill. So I, I'm not going to go grill myself hot dogs in the middle of the winter, and my dad's not going to go make them. <laughs> I sound so pathetic. <laughs> but no, it just 
the air fryer cannot recommend it enough. So I, I've eaten a hot dog or two, the two in the past week, but this still looked delicious. And now I want more. It did. So the challenge itself, it's called rope a dope it's had some other names too we've seen this challenge a ton and basically what it is is each castaway is going to be attached to this long rope and they need to thread themselves through an obstacle course they need to climb over go under untangle their rope and then the first person to finish wins and they kind of break it up into parts and when when we've seen it in other seasons sometimes they change it up a little bit this is also being, you know, this is this has been a challenge in seasons like Tokatines, One World, Millennials versus Gen X, Heroes versus Healers versus Hustlers, David versus Goliath. We recently saw it in season forty, Winners at War. Yeah, and yeah, the first part it's like a fence, kind of, <laughs> you know, a, a fence with like a like a, with like maybe three layers or something, and the ropes all like tangled around and you're like over under over under it seems very dizzying yeah it um, sure does and then like when you get to end the end of that i feel like the rope's kind of like wrapped around like a pole a little bit so you like finish the first part and then once you get around the second pole kind of part you're freed and then you like run to the end and you just like put your hand on a pole and then then you have won so the people who have competed in this before are Coach, JT, and Tyson. Mm-hmm. JT and Tyson made it to the finals, and Tyson at one point has won this challenge. Okay. So, mm-hmm. so they do a little rock, paper, scissors to see who goes first. The villains win the rock, paper, scissors, and they say, okay, heroes are going to go first. And I, I'm so surprised because this is when we see that, okay, James is going to be competing. And we have a lot of really good sound bites from Jeff during this challenge. Yeah. I, I liked he starts out by saying, you're going to have to throw yourself through this course. And who is it that says, I guess, I guess it must've been Jeff, but he's, he's commenting on James still competing. And he says his, his knees affecting his mobility, but not his spirit. Yeah. His spirit. No, I mean, James actually does. Okay. I feel like, I mean, there really isn't any point, I think, in unless you have some sound bites you want to throw in. But really, like, it's kind of like Amanda and Candace start out in the lead. But then at one point, James is even in the lead. And then Jeff's like, oh, JT and Rupert are... It, it's kind of just like a very back... I mean, Colby's struggling the entire time. That's really the only notable <laughs> notable thing, that Colby's yeah. not making much progress, but... The, 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 the thing is, and this comes back later on because Colby does so poorly, they are kind of trying to say that it, it some way is a reflection of like his athleticism. But here's the thing. I don't really think that's fair because this challenge is really one where like one wrong step can ruin your game. You know what I mean? If you, if you get tangled up in a certain way, like that, that doesn't really, I don't think that says a ton about like your endurance necessarily. And also too, like there's a couple of different factors. I think like, I feel like maybe like your height, the proportions of your body, your flexibility. And also you know that these ropes aren't uniform either. Like, you know, you know what I mean? Like one person's rope could be a little extra tangly than someone else. You don't know. It's not, I feel like they're really not like, you know, quality control checking each one to make sure they're identical. You know, like I, I, some people are good at some stuff. So, you know, it, it's not a reflection on him. I, yeah, he, I feel like he's performed. Okay. It's not like he's terrible. Yeah. And so anyway, long story short, 
Candace ends up winning the individual immunity for the Heroes track. Yeah, and she needed it, too. JT is like, oh, Candace is the only thing that was stopping Colby from going home. Because, like, mm-hmm. as we know, Amanda was kind of, I don't trust Candace in the beginning. So she, it's very possible that Colby would, you know, could make it another day and, and Candace would be the one going home if she didn't have immunity. But at the last, she won. Absolutely. So then it's the villain's turn to play. And it, it's really the same kind of thing. Everyone's doing pretty well. Rob Tyson and Russell are in the lead. Parvati's doing pretty well. Jeff makes the comment that Sandra's making no progress at all. And I think that's different. I think Sandra just like truly does not give a fook about challenges. No, she's like, she'll sit out any chance that she gets. And it's just like a running joke among like any season she's on. It's just like, oh, sitting Sandra out again. I feel like I don't know if, if it's later in this season or maybe in all, I think it came up a lot on winners at war. I think Sandra sitting out. Cause they'll sit her out whenever they can. Yeah. It, it, this one is really a lot of back and forth and it's, I don't know. Rob ends up winning. Congrats, Rob. Congrats. So he really is so good at challenges. You do have to give him that. Yeah, He's good no, at challenges. He definitely is. Um, so that means at this point that Rob, and Candace are going to compete against each other in order to win the reward portion, you know, the hot, the hot dogs with, with all the fixins. So this structure is different the, where the first one was like a fence. This one, I guess you can just kind of call it like, like a jungle gym. Like it's kind of like different cubes with different layers and, you know, beams going across in the cubes and then the same thing the ropes are wrapped all around. So you just kind of need to maneuver yourself and it's like you're flipping over like the bars this looks and fun honestly this looks like a lot of fun it, uh, i have no athleticism and I, I i would hurt myself and i would not succeed but i you know what if i was like a more able-bodied person i feel like it, it could be fun I, I i i understand what you're saying yeah and i feel like it's pretty it's pretty close now the only thing it's hard because i don't I feel like strength really is a component the thing about this one is instead of just kind of like going across a a fence-like structure, you need to be able to, like, pull yourself up, and you're going up and down, up and down. So I feel like, like, upper body strength, like, can play. And Candace, I feel like, is decently strong, but I I don't know. I feel like Rob kind of seems like he has an advantage on this one. That's that's actually a really good point. You do kind of have to pull yourself up and stuff like that. Yeah, and just in general, because of, you know, I'm sorry, like, you know, back in the, the presidential fitness test, like, back in back in high school, like... Oh, my the, God, fuck the, the presidential fitness I, test. Well, no shit, like, yeah, fuck that. Fuck that. I feel like I was listening to a podcast or something, and they were talking about it recently, and just, like, how fucked up it is, like, for... Really just, like, for the mental health of people, like, why do you have to compete? Like, why? It didn't even... The things that they made you do didn't even make sense. It wasn't even an indication of, like your athleticism like there was I want to look it up right now but I, I there's two specifically that stand out in my mind there was one where you had to try and touch your toes and it was like people would measure how far you could get to touching your toes the, why the, the fuck sit and, is that the, the sit and reach yeah like why the am I being down. graded on that well, and then there exactly. was another one where we had to fucking climb that rope that that fucking rope and that's hard as shit like I couldn't even do that now yeah, no, well that and but specifically too, I'm thinking of okay, the the boys, I was gonna say the men, but we were under eighteen because we were in high school. 
the the girls would do a flexed arm hang and time it by seconds and then then the boys would do they would do pull-ups so it is kind of just like in it like just in general i feel like you know a lot of i i feel like maybe rob as a man might just be more suited to do this but you know that that's just kind of a measure of it but fuck that test it it, it do you remember that actually factored into like our marking period grade yeah. or something and i was like that's bullshit like okay i'm sorry i have like it, it just depends on your body like if you have like long legs or something you might not be able to reach as far than stupid sit and reach i don't know that that test just makes me angry i still clearly hold on to the resentment like 15 years later I, I i'm doing a quick google and i am pretty sure they stopped doing it in 2018 thank god Good. i'll try and verify that and then let y'all know on instagram because god yeah it was just it was just so so stupid like who cares yeah. I mean, it was there was you also there were sit-ups the standing broad jump i don't know what that is the shuttle run the 50 yard dash what, the, the shuttle shuttle run. run do you remember the shuttle run with the was it that, the was little that blocks. The baton involved or those something? Little, there's those little tiny wooden blocks you would start at one point there would be like a certain number of wooden blocks and you would have to run grab oh, a block run back throw it run back grab one and like and collect them the standing jump it would just be like not not like a long like I feel like we did a long jump outside where you would run and jump and they would record the feet the standing jump is like you would just literally stand there and leap as far as you could like oh on the God. gym floor yeah man the, tra- the trauma remains in some ways gym class was the best because it was just like a, a good time to talk to people if like the right opportunity presented itself but Sometimes it was miserable. I have a pretty good gym class story. And I, do, I don't know if I've, I've met, I know I've told the story in my lifetime, but I don't know if I've ever said it on the podcast, but I just like, I'm not athletic. And like, I also just like, don't like attention on me. Like I don't like performing in front of people, especially if it's something I'm not good at. Like, have you ever done karaoke? Yeah. But I mean, I'm, I'm drunk. Like, yeah, I've, okay. I've never done sober karaoke, but like, and also too, like when it, when it comes down to it, like, if I have to like, like I, I did a, like a reading, like, you know, in congratulations to Mark and Courtney, you know, I, I went Ooh. to the, the little, uh, baby wedding, um, ceremony yesterday. And like, I did a reading Courtney and Courtney was like, Oh, like, would you, would you do a reading? And I was like, sure. Like, I'm not like jumping up and down. Like I want to stand in front of people and read something, but when it comes down to it, like, you know, I know how to, <laughs> I believe it or not, I know how to read, but like, I, I don't mind. Like, I feel like I can read something like I, I, I can do that. But when it comes to gym class and people, and I'm not athletic and people, and some people are competitive about like stuff like that too. And I'm just not, I'm not competitive about something if I suck at it. So I, I just don't understand, understand that. So I made it all the way. I'm pretty sure like my entire, um, high school and middle school, like, time in gym class without ever having to go up in softball like I was just like super insecure about like them throwing a ball and me having to swing the bat like I just felt really embarrassed about it and I just would always avoid going like I would somehow make it like I would keep going to the back of the line and no one ever caught me and this gym teacher it was 10th grade it was the day of the prom and I you know I wasn't going to prom I was in 10th grade but my friend 
who was going to prom with an upperclassman. I actually think the upperclassman is Mark, Courtney's, Courtney's husband. <laughs> um, but um, my, my friend, Ashley, was going to prom that day, and we had gym class, and it, we were playing softball. And it was all girls, but the gym teacher was like, Ashley is in me. You need to go. And I was like, I literally don't know how to play softball. Like, where do I hold the bat? Like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> so, Ashley, the one going to prom, came up and, like, showed, she played softball and, like, showed me, like, how to hold the bat and everything. And Miss Searfoss threw the ball while Ashley was still standing behind me. So, I picked up the bat, as I was told, and oh literally God. hit her right in the teeth with, like, the end of the bat. Like, not like, it wasn't that I, like, swung, I remember this. Not that I swung it backwards into her head. It's, like, as I held it, imagine just, like, the tip of it straight back into her Stop. face. And I broke all her teeth. Like, not all of them, but I broke a bunch of her teeth. Blood everywhere. She was crying. I was crying. She had to get picked up. She had to go get like emergency dental. Like, oh my god, I, dude! I obviously wasn't there, but I this this rippled through the school. I heard about it for sure. I know it was. Oh my god, it was terrible. I was so upset. She was upset. Like, I I, I don't know if I should. Have it doesn't like, sound like it. It doesn't sound like, like it was your fault though. But some people were like, "Good job." Like, she, I don't like her. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, no, and like I like her. Like, she was my friend. I was like, oh my god. Like, no, and I it was so upsetting. So. Basically, like, don't make people, like, compete in sports they don't, they don't want to compete in. That's why gym class is stupid. You should be able to have the option of doing what you want in gym class. You know, I, I should not have – I cannot be trusted with a baseball bat. That is a wild fucking story, Ashley. I know. I'm just glad that, like, she had the means to, like, go, go to a dentist and get her teeth fixed. And like, Was she upset with you? No, we talked. I, like – I mean, also, too, like, you can't really blame me because, to my, you know, what was I going to do? The The teacher threw the ball. I had mm-hmm. to pick up the bat. Like, I couldn't see behind me. You know what I mean? It was kind of one of those things that's, if you really want to blame anyone, you should blame the gym teacher for making I me go. So. And blame her because she threw the ball while she was still standing behind me. But, no, it, it was just, like, a bad memory that... I, I will never forget. And oh, that sounds so painful too. Anyone, yeah, and if anyone ever tries to make me play play baseball or softball, I, this is why I will decline. It's for everyone's safety. Wow, that is that is incredible. Mm-hmm. You are not lying, man. But okay, well, but where were we? Like uh, Rob, Rob wins. <laughs> Rob versus Candace. Yeah, the whole the whole challenge. Rob is in the lead. Candace is very very. Uh, closely behind him but she never manages to pull ahead uh i i noted that at one point rob's chain is super tangled but rob ultimately wins the hot dogs and my favorite part of this is sandra yells you get the biggest hot dog yeah he he does deserve it but he does yeah so um yeah that's what's happening so i guess the the villains, they're, I mean, they're still going to have tribal, but then after they're done, they're, they're going to watch the heroes and eat those dogs with all the fixins. Mm, yum, yum, yum. Yeah, so, so this is, this is like the pr- most prime strategy we've seen in a while. Yeah, well, we get back to the, the villain speech first, and they're like, good job, Rob. And he says something that annoyed me. He, he's like, oh, yeah, I, I beat a girl. And I'm like... That annoyed me, too. The girl beat the 
three men on her team. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, okay, whatever, Rob. Yeah, and like Parvati was doing pretty well too, but whatever, typical, typical. Mm-hmm. Um, and then coach is kind of like to us, you know, I, I'm the middleman, you know, between Russ because he knows about Russell's idol, and then also he has Rob and coach says, you know, we all know that the dragon slayer is a man of his word. And basically he, he's voting for Parvati. Yes. And so then Russell and Rob talk. And this is when things start to get weird. And I, I think there has to be a lot that we didn't see here. Otherwise, these are the most two perceptive individual people that I've ever encountered. Yeah. But Rob starts by telling Russell, be careful, man. If you don't have the idol, you better go get it. And Rob, you know, or Russell's playing dumb and he's like, oh, like, what do you mean? And Rob's like, it's been real, man. It's been real. So you know, telling Russell, like, sorry, you're going home. Yeah. So then Rob, just to, just to twist the knife a little more, he says, it's better to play with me than against me. And Russell says off camera, he says to us, he goes, I'm going to make him eat those words. Yeah. Yeah. He actually, he says, I, b- I believe I'm going to get him to eat them words. <laughs> His <laughs> Russell speak. That, that, that's, that's my quote I took away from it. Oh, that's great. Russell knows that they're going to try to blindside Parvati, though. Like, because yeah. he, you know, he figures that they know he has the idol and this is what they're going to do. So then he tells Parvati and Danielle that what he can do is he can give Parvati the idol and then all three of them, Russell, Parvati, and Danielle, can write down Tyson's name. Yeah. And I'm like, Russell's kind of a genius. <laughs> I mean, he is. I I just feel like he has like a really good intuition or something. I don't know. He, He's really strong. He is really, really good. We're going to put a pin in that for now because we're going to go see what the heroes are talking about. And it's a totally different vibe. They get back to the beach and Colby's like, look, guys, I know I'm going home. We don't need to scramble. There's no hard feelings. Let's just have a relaxed afternoon. And when we get to get to tribal, let's not give the villains any information. Yeah, which, I mean, it just seems like you're like, wow, Colby, like, you've really given up. But is his giving up, like, actually a strategy to make them look at other stuff? Or is he actually giving up? I don't know. I don't, I was, I was wondering the same thing. I kind of think with Colby, at least right now, what you see is what you get. I don't know that there was anything more strategic behind it than what he said. Then, you know, James and Colby talk and James is throwing some shade. He's like, you got beat by like a fat man and a cripple. Like this isn't the Colby that like we're all used to. This is like sleepy ass Colby. Like you're not trying. Like yeah, I'm hurt, but I want to be here. And, and, you know, Colby, he does kind of rebuff that. He's like, you know, I I know I haven't been doing that well, but, like, I do still love this game. Yeah. So then the rest of the tribe is talking, and they're like, yeah, okay, but James is hurt. And at this point, Rupert mentions his fucking toe again. Uh And I'm just like, shut the fuck up about your toe. Seriously. And this is when it gets really good, because they're, you know, they're talking about, like, yeah, like, we could vote out Colby, but like, is James really going to do us any favor? And then somebody's like, yeah, plus <laughs> on his way to the challenge, he grabbed four bananas and on his way back, he had three. Yeah. And Amanda, <laughs> oh my God. Well, then Amanda goes, sorry, did you want to add something? I just, this in general, before we go, I just like, I love this moment because it's just so clear. I mean, they've played with each other twice before. 
they played together in China, they played together in Fans versus Favorites, and, like, Amanda and James, like, truly do have this, like, brother-sister kind of relationship where they can be, like, real with each other, no hard feel. Like, I really do, I, I just, I, I do love their relationship. I think it's really sweet. Just, like, the way Amanda is talking to him cracks me up. Yeah, I, lo- I love that she said to him. She, she goes up to James on the beach and she's like, you need to show everyone that you can run and you need to stop stealing bananas. <laughs> yeah, when, the way she goes up, she, she's, she's like, can, can you can you run? And he, he's like, what do you mean? She's like, you, you're going to have to show them. You're, you're, you're going to have to prove it. And you can't steal any more bananas when we come back to camp. He's like, steal more bananas? What, what the? And she's like, you, you take three of them. When you get a banana, you get one for everyone else. It's an etiquette. It's so good. It's so good. And James, the whole time, is just like, what the fuck? Yeah. Uh, He's just like, you know, if you're you go get your own banana if you're hungry. But he's just like, oh, okay, like news to me. But just like the, she's kind of like coddling him in a way, but being real, she's like, okay, like you you need to do this, and like, you know. I'm just letting you know, like it's just like a heads up, and it's cute. Like it's like. She's trying to help him, but she's also being realistic. Like, you need to show you can run. Not like, I'm just going to save you in spite of that. Or like, I'm not going to defend you eating all the bananas. You, I'm trying to teach you and help you. Yeah. Sweet. It's really funny. So then James says, all right, well, I guess we're going to have the Hero Olympics. We get a bunch of shots of Colby just like <laughs> laying face down in the ocean. <laughs> Oh, and you know James wants to prove that he's all right and you know as as they're gearing up for this race Rupert says I don't want to see this this speech Rupert is so you're right Rupert's annoying we get this speech where Rupert's like James is an ally Colby is not James has power Colby does not and she's like shut the fuck up James is a fighter Colby is not and it's so <laughs> funny because James at first is like oh Rupert like do you want to race and and Rupert's like you know even like even I, th- I feel like is he like even if my toe was good or something like <laughs> yeah. I, like the toe the toe will never, <laughs> I literally feel like James literally has a broken knee and is sprinting on the beach and Rupert's just like my toe I literally feel like in the intro when they're like the heroes they're like Amanda JT it should be like Rupert Rupert's toe yeah <laughs> like, toe is like its own fucking personality and like character arc at this point it so James more, more airtime than like. A lot of the cast members. Yeah, it really does. Oh my god. So, so James and JT are going to race, and obviously JT beats him, and James is running, kind of. Like, it's not a full-out sprint. It's not, it's definitely, like, it, He he's not going to win any presidential fitness awards, you know what I, I mean? Yeah, I mean, he's basically pulling an Ashley Naborski in like 2005 gym class he'll get a C we get a, a really funny moment where they're they're kind of going off and talking and James goes hey JT would you like a banana oh my just the voice he says it in it's so like I'm 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 trying to be like prim and proper like hey yeah. JT, would you like a banana it was it was really funny yeah you, you gotta respect the banana etiquette so then we go back to the village tribe where things continue to heat up. Rob, okay, and this is what I'm talking about, which is like, unless there's parts that we're not seeing, 
they are thinking really fast on their feet because then Rob somehow realizes, you know what, we need to split the votes because there's three of them. And if the three of them write Tyson and then they play the idol, Tyson's going home. So what we need to do is we need to split the votes three and three, three for Russell, three for Parv, and then we can't lose because then there could be a tie, three for Tyson, three for Russell or Parvati, and then we re-vote and we vote out Russell or Barbity. I wonder where does the name Tyson come from? So I I, I wonder that as well. And I it, it's kind it's explained very, very briefly. I think Russell kind of says something like, you know, Boston Rob won immunity, we can't go after him, and Tyson's his closest ally right now. But he says that to us. Where do how does like I guess I just wonder how does Rob That's what I'm saying. There's this, this weird we're supposed to believe that they're just like really perceptive individuals. I mean, but maybe I guess it could be like Rob would be the obvious choice and maybe Tyson's the second best guy. Like, cause it's only, it's just coach, right? Mm-hmm. Who's left? Yeah. So it's just like coach. It would just, if you assuming, I guess, I, I guess really like in Rob's head, he's, he's probably like, why would they take out a woman? It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like yeah, why, yeah, why would they take out Courtney? Why would they take out Sandra? Why would they it take out sense. Jerry? It makes sense. So yeah, to them, I guess they're like, Tyson's clearly the target. Unless there was something said behind the scenes we just don't know about. But no, that and that was, Rob is smart in saying it's that. It's smart. Because it, it is the truth. And exactly like if they, if it's, it's three for Parv, three for Russell, three for Tyson, if they do a revote, the other six of them vote and they'll all just vote for, you know, Russell or Parvati, whoever did not play the idol. Totally makes sense. Easy peasy. We're done. Rob says it's kind of like an insurance policy. It's going to keep us safe. The way that they plan to break it up is that Tyson, Rob and Sandra will vote for Russell and then coach Courtney and Jerry will vote for Parvati. So but then this is when we get an even weirder layer of perception, because at this point, Russell realizes that they might have figured this out and that they might have come up with this counter plan to their plan. And how he how he perceives that, I truly, it, there has to be something I'm not getting or that we're not seeing. But so Russell goes up to Tyson and is like, can we talk? By the way, I really like Tyson's look for this conversation. He has like some, you know, like some I'm trying to describe the wash of the jeans they're kind of like a medium light wash and he has like this maroon t-shirt and he just like he looks like not a guy on survivor he looks like he could be like going to a bar and I I like it I'm into it oh nice regardless Russell tells Tyson he's like basically Russell's last ditch effort is to try and convince Tyson that he doesn't need to split the votes, that he is going to vote for Parvati and don't have to worry about it. Russell's like, yeah, it's breaking my heart, but I'm just going to have to vote Parvati. Like, you know, I was hoping I could save her, but there's nothing I can do. And Tyson's like, yeah, sounds good. I just want a hot dog in my mouth. Yeah. That's literally he, what he says. Yeah. And, but he's, he's also, he, he, yeah, he's thinking he wants to swap, to swap his vote because he wants Parvati out. Cause that really is his, his goal. For some reason he is like, I feel like it, thinks Parvati is more dangerous than Russell. Clearly he doesn't know he's being manipulated by Russell. Yeah. Now I wonder if Russell doesn't realize about the splitting the vote, maybe he's just like, you know, I don't think I can outsmart Rob, but I think I can outsmart Tyson. Let me just plant the little bug in his ear that exactly. I too am voting for Parvati. So yes. that means that, 
maybe that will make Tyson be like, oh, hey, guys, like we should like say they were planning on voting for Russell in Russell's opinion. If Russell's like, I'm just voting for Parvati, Tyson's like, hey, guys, like, actually, you know, let's just let's vote for Parvati. This is my chance to get her out. So maybe he doesn't know about the split vote, but he, I think he thinks he Tyson can be manipulated. Well, exactly, because he says at some point, then he says them forcing a tie would be a genius move, but I don't know if they're that smart. So yeah. he has all these contingency plans, and this is one of those instances where if one thing happened differently, this all could have gone wrong. There's a lot of like it's not luck because it is strategic and it is planned but Russell just happens to execute this perfectly because if he had not had that conversation with Tyson this yeah. could have gone very differently and let's get into tribal and see if it does yeah absolutely yeah Russell says it's a tough decision on whether to give her the idol but yeah mm -hmm. we'll see what goes down we start off with just some Jeff banter. He asks Jerry how the game has changed since she's played last. And she says that it really just starts off a lot quicker. Alliances are formed a lot sooner, blah, blah, blah. He asks Rob the same question. And Rob says, you know, it's really immunity idols. Like you're wondering who has it, blah, blah, blah. And then Sandra goes, oh, we all know who has it. And basically calls out Russell. He's like, Russell, if you don't have it, you better find it. Mm-hmm. And then Jeff starts asking about threats and Parvati says that Tyson is a threat because he's charming and he has a lot of connections. Sandra says Parvati is a threat because she has a lot of connections on the other tribe. And I like that Courtney kind of sums it up. She said, Rob has a really polarizing effect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which he does. Yeah, and true. So then we get to the vote pretty much. Yeah. So, you know, we see, we see him voting, you know, we, we see, some, I guess we see some for Tyson. We see see some for Russell, see some for Parv. When Sandra is voting for Russell, and I just would love to know, Sandra, what did, what exactly, can you elaborate on why you said this? Sandra's voting for Russell and she goes, you need to go in the ocean and wash your ass. I can't stand you. And I just want to, like, I, can, <laughs> you see, can you see something dirty? Can you smell something? Like, what, I, I, I would just really like to know. Or maybe I, I don't think about it pretty, that. It is pretty gross. Oh yeah, I heard. I was like, "What?" Ew. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm skeeved, but yeah. So before Jeff tallies the votes, Russell decides to play his immunity idol, and he says, "You know, it's like Coach always says: loyalty and trust are the the number one thing." So Parvati, here you go. Parvati's like, "Wow, are you serious? What a gentleman!" And she obviously, yeah, like she didn't she know. Right, right, right. So she goes ahead, she plays it for herself. So no votes are going to count. Ashley, I'm going to read these votes, but I had to watch this back because I missed one. And then when the result happened, I was like, wait a minute, what? No, what? Okay, when Russell plays it for Parvati, you can see Tyson's face that he's shocked. And then you go to Rob's face and he's shaking his head, but not in a worse screwed way, in a ha-ha jokes on you, Russell uh, way. And okay, like, see, and I must have been Okay, see, I must have been writing because I I missed that. So that's why I was so surprised. Yeah, no, Ty yeah, Tyson Tyson's like, oh what? And then Rob's oh, like, ha-ha. Rob's like, he kind of like has like a little smile and is like, you know, has his head down and it's like a slight shake of the head, like, oh, good one, Russell. You'll joke's on you. You'll see. Ha ha. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we got two votes for Russell and then we get Parvati will not count. Parvati will not count. Parvati will not count. Parvati will not count. That's four votes for Parv. And, and Rob then, 
is like 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 kind what? of like, what? who who did that? Who who voted for poverty? That there should only be three. And then we finish out with Tyson. Tyson and Tyson and Tyson's gonna go home. And I was like, wait a minute, what the fuck happened? I don't, I don't like, it, oh my god, Tyson didn't stick to the split vote. Tyson literally sealed his own fate. He believed Russell's crock of shit and was like, yeah, this is my chance to get Parvati out. And he, he literally, him, him not sticking to the plan is the reason he went home. He voted, it's so he, he voted sad. himself out. Yeah, he voted himself out. It was it's and it's so funny and I feel like maybe I didn't want to say this to you earlier or like maybe even we were talking about winners at war like I'll never forget this. And like by never I mean I've I watched this like a year or so. I, I remember something happening like back with my first viewing. But like maybe 2 years ago I I saw this. I saw it recently. So this sticks with me. Like I feel like because I feel like we talk about Tyson a decent amount. We we, we bring it, we bring him up like because of Winners at War. Now we're watching this, but I feel like other times we talk about him, and I'll never forget this. He voted himself out basically. It was but he he really does evolve. Like he, his game in Blood versus Water is so different yeah. and great. But well, and in fact, Ashley. Uh... In a in a poll that that Jeff Probst took during one of the reunions, this was named or nominated one of the five dumbest moves of Survivor. Oh man, do you, do you know any of the other ones or no? Oh, okay, <laughs> it's just one of the fun facts, courtesy of Survivor Wiki. The another fun fact was that um, this is the first and only time that Tyson has not been affiliated with more than one tribe, and the only time that he's been eliminated pre-merge. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So then it's not over yet because we still got to sit through the Heroes Tribal Council and they come in. I'm just like, all right, where are the hot dogs? Where are the hot dogs? But then yeah. they un- they okay. unveil the hot dogs. Oh, wait, actually, though, I did want to say Tyson's last words, though, because we, we do get Tyson's kind of like part oh, yeah, of us. Um, he, he says, you know, I have no one to blame but myself. I was the victim of my own stupidity. And then he, another little blurb. And then he says, what you going to do? I'm still pretty awesome. I'm like, you know, I appreciate that. He's he's a good sport about it and everything. Yeah. Before we go into the heroes, I do just want to say, I understand the whole, like, concept is the villains. They won. So I, I guess I get they go first and then pressure's off. They just get to enjoy their hot dogs with like no anxiety. Like they don't, you know, they get to, they don't need to go vote after. And then also maybe the question of, you know, why is someone who potentially is going home going to like get to eat some of the food, but at the same time, okay. Say you're on the heroes, right. Mm -hmm. And you're JT. And maybe you're just thinking about your long-term numbers. You're like, okay, well, when I get, we get to the merge. I have my, you know, my boy Tyson on the other side. I'm going to connect with him. I have coach. I'm going to connect with him. What if JT or anyone, you know, on the heroes changes their vote based on what they see when the villains are there eating their hot dogs? Like JT sees Tyson is gone. What if in some way, that impacts who he decides to vote for at their mm-hmm. tribal. Do you know what I mean? Cause it's, that's a very heady observation. I, I kind of am like, why can't like, 
why don't they get to see the heroes first? Because then the heroes learn nothing about them. Like, yeah, of course, next when they get to the next challenge, they'll see Tyson's gone. But that really could make an impact on someone's choice. They haven't voted yet. But then, yeah, I, I don't know. My, my mind weird. just Yeah, you're right. That's weird. That's weird. My mind just went there. But yeah, oh. so but that's how it is. The villains are done and we, we are now going to the heroes. And they unveil the hot dogs and there are so many hot dogs. Like, it's oh a God. lot of fucking hot dogs. They look, look good. so good. <laughs> At one point, it does start raining, though, and James is like, it's literally raining on their parade, which is, you know, he uh, wants a soggy hot dog. Raining on y'all's parade. Mm-hmm. So they talk about if James can compete, and Jeff asks, you know, Colby what's going on, and Colby's like, yeah, you know, what can you do? And James says, they taught me today that there's something called banana etiquette. If you get a banana, you have to ask everyone if they want a banana. Yeah. And he says... If your ass is hungry, you go get a banana. That, that's how he looks at it. But, you know, now he knows about the etiquette. James touches on Colby's performance a little bit. And he says it's like seeing Superman wear a fat suit, which I think is like kind of harsh. I know. Yeah. And well, it's funny because he was like, this is one of the baddest dudes growing up. And Colby's like, I'm not that old. Yeah. And then, but James is just like, you know, he, he gets slammed by the dragon slayer. Today he lost to a fat dude and a cripple. And it's funny because like Rupert's like, uh-huh. Like, I guess, yeah. you know, I'm the fat dude. <laughs> it's just funny, but... Rupert probably thinks that he's the cripple because of his toe. Oh, my <laughs> Oh, probably, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, God. That's honestly the really all, all the conversation we have there's nothing all super juicy yeah well they do in the beginning kind of touch on like they talk they do talk about how james and jt raced and amanda i think says something like you know it's just something to consider like if you know we have a challenge where we need to run like you know we we, you know we do have to think about that with james but yeah basically it, it is time to get to the vote right all right so here's the vote colby james 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 and James, James going to go home. His final words are, I'm shocked, but I'm going to get good and drunk in the next five minutes. Good on you, James. Good attitude. You, you have, you have a good time. Well, it's sweet too. Like him and Amanda, like they embrace and she's just like, I love you. And he's like, I love you too, babe. Like, I I think that they do. I, I do like think they have a sweet relationship. So I do like the dynamic that they have, but I don't like it when they're keeping James around just because of that loyalty. Cause like, you really just need to think about the game. Like, you know, you, you can't carry James to the merge. He, he weighs far too much. He's, he's eating too many bananas and Absolutely. all his muscles, you know, but no, they do have a sweet relationship. And we get Jeff's final words before we head back. He says, well, from the sounds of it, an alliance was broken and hopefully a tribe was unified. Yeah, we're just going to have to see. All right. Are are they unified? Okay, so who's your MVP for this episode? Oh, man, the MVP. I mean, I'm going to have to give it to, to Russell for, you know, re, you know, reading, reading the room, understanding where that was going and oh one thing I wanted to say about Russell I didn't want to interrupt you and I was like I'll just bring it up after the vote and I forgot okay one thing I think Russell I think Russell is just making moves planting seeds all the time for him to go up and give Parvati his idol and just 
basically feed into coaches yeah ego. I thought the same mm-hmm. that was like oh well coach you know honor and loyalty and he had told coach about the idol and talked about like honesty and trust and loyalty blah 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 so coach is hearing this and it's like wow Russell Hintz is trying to emulate the way I live my life probably you know what I mean so I'm like that's oh absolutely it was really smart yeah it's like lining up so yeah you you gotta give it to Russell I even thought maybe when he made that speech that coach would flip oh yeah that that too yeah unanimously it's gotta be Russell he did a great job yeah I can't really Moving right anyone else. I mean, probably yeah. like, the biggest loser award goes to Tyson. No offense, buddy, but like you voted yourself out. I don't know that I would call like the garbage bell for him, but yeah, no, not gar- yeah. Garbage is like more character related. Right. This is just like dunce cap. So now we get into one of our segments, which has the working title of Survive Survivor Scuttlebutt. And it's basically when, you know, anything in the Survivor community universe that's caught our eye this week, this is when we share it. I I have one like very small thing. Okay. So as as you know from last week, I recently watched All Stars and I had a lot of thoughts about it. One of my thoughts was how amazing Jeff's entrance into the finale was. Hmm. It was, you know, he got picked up by a helicopter and then literally as they touched, as they were like touching down into New York, he gets outside of the hell is like hanging on the outside of the helicopter, like past the Statue of Liberty. It's just amazing. And that was fresh in my mind this morning when I was watching this. And I wanted, I was, I just was trying to Google. I wanted to know like, what all of them are like the best of Jeff's entrances. And I stumbled across this entertainment weekly article with Dalton Ross um, from actually May of this year. This is one of those like, you know, survivor quarantine content pieces. And it's an interview with Jeff Probst about why they don't do that anymore. Like why don't, why they don't do these dramatic entrances. Yeah. And it was pretty funny. Jeff was like, you know, we just, we couldn't really think of things to do anymore. And it really eats into the time for the reunion. And he tells the story about the last one that they tried to do and how it didn't work out. And he's talking about how like he, he was trying to, he, he gets in like this canoe and paddles it out into the ocean. And then they ship the same canoe back to the U S and they show him paddling this canoe down like the Venice Beach canals and then he jumps out of the canoe and goes up to this kid and is like hey kid can I borrow your skateboard and then like skateboards to the finale but the problem was is Jeff was like I don't know how to skateboard and they were like they were like it's okay like we'll get you a skateboard teacher and Jeff apparently could not learn how to skateboard for his entire life and he was like screw this we're not doing it and um like (laughs) it's <laughs> just so funny that that's like the thing that that did it and as like doubts and ross is like asking these interview questions he's like we really want you to bring them back like they're so fun and jeff goes you just want to see me look like an idiot again oh my god because <laughs> he knows that it he knows how cheesy it was and w- wait when when was that that the skateboard thing happened um i want to say this would have been like 
season 10-ish. Like a wa- really long time ago. A really long time ago, yeah. That was so funny. I I do miss them. That You know, so also too, I guess you have to think like, I feel like maybe like the novelty would have worn off too. If they've done, if they did it forty times, it would have ended up being stupid and not cool. I feel like it was like, okay, no, I'm not saying it was ever cool, but maybe to a kid at home, be like, you know, the same kid that loves Rupert, like on, you know, sitting on the couch, mm-hmm. like they probably would think it's cool. And it's like interesting now when we watch it, but it would be fun if they, they should have brought it back for Winners at War. That's but what I, that's like, what this article was saying. They're like, you should have done it for Winners at War, and I, I, I guess um, Jeff's just like, I'm done looking like an idiot yeah, because he really did sell it in in those early seasons. If 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 you're someone who has only been watching the recent seasons and you're like, oh, the the beginning ones are going to be so slow, this is one very very good reason to go back and watch them because they're just the most hilarious moments ever so funny oh man that's all i that's all i have for the survivor scuttlebutt um i want to say i've been trying to save stuff on instagram um so i could go back and remember so um our friend hannah from millennials versus gen x um is adopting a puppy and i guess she gets she was born the puppy was born on halloween and she gets to bring her home on christmas and she's just like a cute little pup she kind of reminds me of like rigby because she's just like little and black your your beloved Rigby. I mean, she doesn't like look super like her, but I don't know, she's just like a tiny little girl. So that's exciting. Um, that is exciting. And don't you know, I we brought Rigby home on December twenty sixth. Oh, oh my god, so similar. I'm so excited for Hannah's dog. I know. I mean, so you know, cute. not that anybody wants. Well, I don't know. Not that anybody wants to hear me talk about my Rigby adoption story, but no, please. Okay. Well, so we had like kind of talked about getting a dog, but not very seriously. And I had never in my life had a dog before and like ever not growing up, nothing. And one day Matt came home from work and he said, there's this, there's this a uh, small pet chain in Philadelphia, like pet store chain yeah. and it's called doggy style. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, Matt was like, Oh, I saw a really cute dog in the window at doggy style. Now keep in mind he, and so he used to like walk past that store on his way home from work and he never once commented on any of the dogs, never, not once. And he said it was cute. And I was like, okay, okay. So then on December 22nd, we had this like, I I don't know, I guess we still have it, but with COVID, we probably won't. But we used to, we like to go out like the weekend before Christmas and have like a nice brunch at this restaurant called Park that decorates really beautifully for Christmas. And so we did that. And then I was getting a massage afterwards by myself. So I'm walking home from the massage and it was not a place that I had ever like gone to before. It was like out of my usual, like, off my beaten path or whatever and I'm walking home from the massage and I happen to walk past that same doggy style store and I see this dog who at the time her name is Kit Kat and I was like oh my god and I text Matt and I was like oh my god I just saw Kit Kat and Matt was like I'm coming and we meet this dog and she's just so shy and timid and sweet and I just like I, the only way I can explain it is that we had an immediate connection. Like there was nothing special to bond us. It wasn't like she like jumped up on me and like looked my face. It was like, I just felt it. And 
I went home, I cried the whole day because I was like, I want her, but like we have these cats. We don't know if our landlord would be cool with it. And we're just kind of like trying to decide. And so then the next day I text my landlord and he was like, yeah, that's fine. I don't care. And then I call the store and they're like, somebody else just like applied to foster her for Christmas. And I'm pretty sure like they're not going to bring her back. Like they're going to adopt her. And I was like, oh my God, like, that's so sad. Like if for some reason she comes back, like let us know. And they're like, okay, we will. But like, she probably won't. Ah. So then it's just so sad, but I'm like, you know, as long as she has a good home, whatever. And then I go back to work the day after Christmas and I'm sitting there and they call me and they're like, oh my God, Kit Kat is back. Like the person who adopted her, they got her like for their mom. And the mom was like, I don't, I don't want a dog. And oh my God. Her. Well, I want to say, you don't buy someone a dog or buy or adopt someone a dog. Like it's a commitment yeah. you need to make. Like just a PSA. Like you see all these yeah. things like around Christmas. Like I'm a family member. I'm not a like a present, you yeah. know? It it makes it made, it made me really sad. I mean, like I was happy that we got to yeah. get her, but it, it does make me really sad because she also she was a rescue dog from Georgia. So she was driven in a van with like 20 other dogs from Georgia to Philadelphia. And I'm sure that was like the most horrific experience to be like in a cage for that long in a van. Yeah. And then, you know, she gets carted off to someone's house, brought back to this like window. And like, you know, Rigby, she's super shy. Like her being in that store window was probably like her worst nightmare. Aww. It's just, oh my God. And just, oh God, I'll never be over it. I, I'm such a huge app. The, the reason I wanted to tell this story was to say, adopt don't shop I know how it is I know people want certain breeds and I kind of get it but I I just there's something about a rescue dog that is just so sweet and it, it, earning the trust of a rescue dog is just so beautiful and I don't think it's something you can get when you buy from a breeder whatever anyway yeah no well, I'm, I'm so glad that you have your sweet Rigby now yeah she's I mean, just sleeping Sleeping in her bed right next to me. Oh, hey girl. Hey girl. I will say, I I feel like when you were like, I met this dog named Kit Kat, I was like, that's like a fucking adorable name. Kit Kat. I know. So like, so like honestly, if I, if I ever, my next dog or cat could potentially be named after a candy <laughs> at this point. Sometimes, and it, you know, what's really funny is because the, the vet that she goes to is the same vet that the, um, the rescue had brought her to and uh -huh. that that's the other great thing about adopting through a rescue is she, when we adopted her she had heartworm which like a lot of dogs from the south have and the rescue paid for her entire treatment we didn't have to pay for a thing oh awesome um but so when we go to the vet and they send us like you know her appointment notification it says rigby parentheses aka kit kat oh. <laughs> she has like a little alias oh yeah. Well, the puppy now, formerly known as Kit Kat. Yeah. So Rig Rigby is truly my luxury item, but now we can get into our act actual luxury items. This is a segment where we just share some stuff outside of Survivor that we're enjoying. I I mentioned mine at the top of this episode, but Ashley, I'll let you kick it off if you would like to. Sure. Um. So my luxury item this week is going to be. Our girl Natalie from, from season 29 um, and then also on Winners of War, Natalie Anderson. She is on The Challenge on MTV 
Um, because the, the challenge in MTV, so it started out, you know, there's the real world on MTV and then there was road rules on MTV and they ended up making a show where, you know, people from either of those shows would go to a destination. They would live in a house, but they would compete in challenges like to win money at the end. I loved the challenge back in the day. Oh yeah. I used to watch it all the time. So you know, and it's really evolved over the years too. It's so funny because, like, you just the the challenge now is insane. Like, there's it's, it's like there's like pyrotechnic. It's just like the physical challenges that they have to do are so much more difficult. Like, you actually have to be kind of athletic to do them. Whereas before, I feel like it was the focus was more on like partying and stuff, and then like seeing what you could do. Um, but so the the challenge now. It used to be called the Real World Road Rules Challenge, but and then like in semi recent years, it's just called the Challenge now. And right, they, because I, they ran out of people because they don't really do those shows anymore. Yeah, they don't really do the the, the last Real World was like maybe like two years ago or something, and they don't they haven't done Road Rules in a long time, so no one's from Road Rules anymore. Mm-hmm. But and they've opened it up too. Like at first, I feel like they had a, a dating show on MTV called like "Are You the One," and they started bringing people from that on there. I feel like that annoyed me because I didn't watch that, so I was just like, "Who are these people? What's "Are You the One?" And then they had like a show called "X on the Beach," which Jay from mm-hmm. um, Millennials versus Gen X season thirty-three, right? Mm-hmm. I think yeah, season thirty-three of survivor was on with his ex right so he's on it but then they they've kind of just like opened it up to like whoever so this season natalie's on it jay is also on it um they have people from big brother which you know i don't watch on it um lolo jones the olympian is on it hmm. this guy from this show that I, randomly when i was getting my nails done my nail guy like likes to just play random shows on netflix like you know one day it'll be um deal or no deal one day it's the great british bake-off and then one time he had on the show called like ultimate Beastmaster, which was it, it's like you know like american ninja warrior kind of just like physical like competition uh-huh. show where they like go these crazy obstacles ultimate Beastmaster is kind of like that so anyway this guy from that's on there but like our girl natalie is on it and the first episode like towards the end was very natalie centric so love to see that but because of my love of Survivor, I happen to have my subscription, you know, to CBS All Access. So I guess MTV is owned by CBS, like, or the same parent company. So MTV shows are on CBS All Access. So I have been blowing through old seasons of The Challenge. And it's oh, so, that's much, so fun. It's so much fun. Like, I'm and- already on my third one and I just started the other day. So I'm going to finish You know what? That. That's. That's interesting that you say that because I noticed that, you know, similar to how Netflix added a couple of seasons of Survivor, the challenge is also, oh shoot, I wanted to say the the challenge is now on Netflix too. There's also two seasons of the challenge. Sorry, I just clicked to see which ones they were. Um, It's uh, Inferno 2 and uh, The Duel, both of which I've seen. Yeah, wait. It, okay, so it, it what it is the duel, just the duel. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I was intrigued because it, on CBS All Access, there's a season missing, 
randomly like they don't have all of them like it starts at season 11 up to season like 30 or something like they're on like season 36 now or something crazy like just like survivor like you know they're they're really just like are busting these things out a couple times a year it seems but i think that the inferno 2 isn't on cbs all access right now and i think it's it's on netflix and i i saw that and i was like that is so weird that like i just started watching it live again you know this season with our girl natalie it's weird i just started watching it on cbs all access and now oh here you go here's like a couple other seasons you can watch on on netflix to fill the gap so yeah it's just it's just really fun because i will say i feel like i just like the beginning seasons better it's oh, they so, were so good they were a take me back to the day the one that i remember so vividly was like Mike and Coral, their friendship and their partnership, and they kept getting like paired up. And I remember like they kept losing, and then they won a challenge that was like trivia. And Coral was like, you know, I'm glad that me and Mike won just based on the fact that we're friends. Like I love that for us. Yeah, and you and know, then- what's funny. I don't, I don't, I think that that particular one is not on CBS All Access because there are some people I'm like, oh, like that they will reference, you know, mm-hmm. seasons past in the season that you know i'm watching they'll be like well on the gauntlet this happened yeah. or that happened so the gauntlet like, was a big one yeah and like well then at this point they probably had the gauntlet two and three like whatever but i no, and coral was on the one i was watching like i just it's just I the friendship it. like the drama the hook i remember the one where there was towards the finale a lot of the players on opposite teams they were doing this like insurance policy where yes. it was like, if you win, we'll split. I'll give you, if you win, you give me 50%. And if I win, I'll give you 50%. And Coral didn't want to share it with Holly. And then they won and Coral was the only person who didn't have to share it. Oh my God. No, like it's, it, I don't know. Just like, it, it's kind of like, okay, it, it's different than Survivor because they're not on the island. And like, don't get me started. They did do a season of the challenge called The Island. And I remember, like, being like, this is a ripoff of Survivor, and it sucks. So I, I feel like I'm not going to love that one, even, like, during my rewatch. But it's just, like, interesting, because there's, like, there's a competitive ap- aspect to the game, and there's alliances that are made. There's, you know, a social a social game, a physical game. It's it's really fun to you know go what, back. Do you know how I would describe the challenge? I would describe it as Survivor meets The Bachelor. Yeah, because, yeah, there's definitely, like, a lot, a lot of hooking it, up. Yeah. Also, by the way, Rigby is now snoring. If anyone can hear that, I apologize. Oh my god. No, you shouldn't, don't need to apologize. Everyone would be like, that's so cute. Little puppy snores. Mm. Yeah, so I, yeah, I've, I've just been watching that, and it's like, I'm like, literally, right when we're done, I'm gonna like, sprint back upstairs, like, hop into bed with my Chinese food, and like, continue watching the challenge until I pass out at 10pm. That's delightful. Well, that really segues nicely into my luxury item, which is a show called Unreal. Now, I believe when Danielle was on, she may have mentioned this, or maybe she just mentioned it to me on the side. A few people have told me about it. A few people have been like, Laura, you would love the show Unreal. And y'all, you were right. It's a, um, it was on Lifetime, but it was like the first Lifetime scripted series, I want to say. And it must have been on at like 11 p.m. because it is raunchy AF and they curse and it's like, it, it, it's pretty racy. And the, the whole premise is like, you know, it's the behind the scenes of a ba- of The Bachelor. Like the show is, the reality show they're producing is called Everlasting, but it's a lot of like, you know, the behind the scenes drama, like the main character is one of the producers and it is just 
so good so fascinating it's certainly not like highbrow television it's like comedy but also drama but it's also like really really crazy drama like the first season was definitely the best the second one was like okay and then I'm on the I just started the third season and I'm I'm probably gonna finish it by like I don't know a few days from now it's so good there's four seasons so it's it's quick enough I think each season's maybe like 10 episodes so it's it's pretty quick but it is just if you are a fan of The Bachelor I think you'll really like it five minutes in I was just like yes I'm hooked I mean that's like a pretty good endorsement and I'm just really excited because I'm as of Christmas Eve which I mean don't get me started I the only time I could get my annual physical which it's free like I should go right like Mm -hmm. The only time I get an appointment was Christmas Eve. So it's like, okay, Christmas Eve, I need to go to my physical. I need to work a half day. But after that, I'm off for like 10 days. I'm off until like January 4th. I don't know, whatever that Monday is. So I'm just like, and you know, COVID, et cetera. Like, I don't have any plans. I'm just like, imagine all the shows I'm going to watch. I really, I, like I said in our, and we, we had a a conversation um, that we did not record. We were just catching up as friends. But I said, I feel bad being like, Ashley, you should watch Unreal because you've recommended so many shows to me that I've yet to watch. But like, I think you would love it. It's so good. It's wild. No, I mean, it sounds like something that's like definitely up my alley. I'm just like, Mm -hmm. I'm feeling kind of like, like sleepy today. And like, I kind of just like want to continue with like, yeah, yeah. I feel, I feel like in the challenge too, like especially in these early seasons, like they're only like 20 something minutes, you know, without the commercials. Like it was like, it was half an hour, like when it aired. So it's like 20 something minutes. So like, it's something that like, I feel like just like goes down really easy. And like, even if you don't pay attention for a second, like scrolling your phone, it's fine. So like, I'm just, I'm going to save watching that for like my 10 days off. Like I'll probably finish in like a day and a half at this point it seems, but no, that's so exciting. I'm I'm definitely going to check it out. It's on Hulu. Got that among one of my many. I saw some meme that was just like, hey, like Hulu, Amazon, Netflix, like Disney, CBS, NBC, this, that. Like you guys need to have some kind of conversation. We're not paying for all of you. Cause it it's gets, wild. It gets to be so much, but uh, yet I Netflix, can Netflix just raised their prices. Mm. And we I have did. the. I did see we, that. We have like the premium one because we share Netflix with my parents. So in the beginning, it worked out pretty well because like my parents didn't really use it. And then my mom started to use it and that was still fine. But then my dad got into Netflix too. And my parents don't watch TV together. So they they watch it. They watch TV separately, sometimes even the same shows. It's fine. Um, And if you have four, you, you, the, 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 the plan that we had, it was like two or three screens at the same time. So then you'd have to like call the person and be like, hey, are you watching something? So we have the four screen plan. So that it's the most expensive one. Not yeah. my, like, my, I think my parents pay for it and like we're truly blessed. Actually, you know what? I might have switched it to ours. I don't know. Who even but. knows? But yeah, no, I know you mean. Actually, I share mine with Devin and like once <laughs> a year I just charge her her annual fee and I didn't do that this October. So Devin, if you're listening to this, you're probably not because you don't watch survivor but you know you could just listen okay but anyway Devin, if you're listening to this you owe me 40 dollars. <laughs> but um yeah it, I, it, it, it does add up we were really lucky because since 
well, I don't know if I should like throw out his business, but through the company Matt works for, we get free HBO, Showtime, Peacock. Um, So that's nice. And then Disney Plus we got for free because of our cell phone plan but I think we'll have to probably like start paying for it and the same with Apple Apple TV like we got we bought a new device and got a free year of it and that'll probably we'll start to pay for that so I don't know that I'll like keep paying for Apple TV I do I do really like the morning show so Mm. I'll probably pay for like the month that that comes back or something I want to watch that but okay can I get Apple TV like on any old smart TV yeah, we have it on our smart TV. I think they've just they've just added it. Okay, because I mean, you can I, also watch it like on your iPad. Yeah, I, I, you know what? I see you like when you will like be in your like. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like you. I feel like you put it on your your story. Yeah, with the, with your phone. Yeah, so like you're on Instagram, showing yourself watching TV on your iPad. I I just I hate watching shit on my really. IPad. I would only watch something on my iPad if the power was out. And I downloaded stuff on my eye. Like I, we, we had this, the snowstorm. Wait, how much snow did you guys get? I don't know. Like a few inches. It was like, I mean, we didn't get as much as I thought we would get, but it was still pretty gross. Yeah. It it, it was like a decent amount, but yeah. So I was afraid that we were going to lose power on Wednesday. Um, so I downloaded a bunch of stuff on my iPad for that. And I made sure all my devices were charged. Like my, I had my phone nice. going. I had all my battery backups charged. I had my iPad. But we, luckily, we didn't lose power because that, that would have been really cold and miserable. But, but of course, if you hadn't charged all of your shit, you would have lost power. Exactly. So I, yeah, me being, you're welcome, everyone. I, I, <laughs> I prevented the power from going out. Um, yeah, but I don't really watch on on my iPad. So yeah, I'll, I'll see about Apple TV on on my smart TV. I actually, um, friend of the show, Brian. Um, I've been talking about, you know, The Amazing Race and, you know, he listens to the podcast and heard me, you know, talking about The Amazing Race last week. Um, so he decided since The Amazing Race, this current season just wrapped up this Wednesday, he wanted to just binge it all. So I gave him my CBS All Access login last night. And I just, I love Brian, like, because we have our, like, idol advisors chat mm-hmm. and then he knows that, like, you and Courtney haven't seen it. So Brian, like, and I was, like, at the wedding and stuff, like. So I couldn't, like, you know, be, like, super responsive in the moment. But, like, just as he goes, he's just like, oh, my God, this team, that team, if you and I were competing together, like, I think, are you are you afraid of heights? You would have to do this. And I just love his enthusiasm. But when I got home and I wanted to start watching the challenge, I just hit play to see what would happen. And I texted him. I was like, hey, I just started watching CBS All Access. Did you get kicked off? And he said no. So that's good. So I guess I have at least two screens with that. Nice. Nice. So and, and he, he texted me actually while we were recording, I'm pretty sure, and said, what, what did he say? Oh, my God. Already a couple of great Brian texts. Back at it. Watching them fight in Kazakhstan. I want oh. to be attracted to the beard bros, but, like, I'm not. Me, <laughs> me too, Brian. I also am not attracted to the beard bros. So Laura, when you get a chance, you just need to watch the season of The Amazing Race. It was great. okay. I I I really will try. Yeah. No, if you like Survivor, you're gonna like The Amazing Race. Um, all right. Well, that, I mean, that's all I got. Yeah. So you you have rescue dogs, one in particular, <laughs> and Unreal it's a special one. And I yep. have a challenge. I mean, really, like, I mean, a, a luxury item. You know, was Courtney and Mark's wedding. Like, it it was just like a beautiful celebration. I feel like it was everything that they wanted and you know I love it. 
like a tear or two may have been shed like by like me and Christy like got a little choked up and it was it was yeah it was just like a beautiful ceremony and you know great food great cookies and yeah good good times had by all so I'm I'm so happy for them love you Courtney and Mark yes so, congratulations yeah. best wishes yeah another luxury item in my life but yeah that's all I got this week well, everyone, have a happy holiday. This will be our last episode before Christmas, and then we'll we'll be back with another one because we're we're both going to be off, which is nice. So they're we're going to keep it going. Yeah, and... luckily, yeah, luckily, yeah, luckily for you guys, we, we were going to like have to do a Christmas hiatus, but we realized we're but off. Then we so. realized, yeah, yeah. Like, so, so what else do we have to do? I hope you have a happy holiday and stay safe. You know, you know what I want for Christmas, Ashley, is some reviews. ratings and reviews. <laughs> If you guys haven't, please just take a quick second. I feel so bad for the people who've like already done it and they're like, yeah, yeah, we know. Yeah, um, but it. it's just real quick. Head over to Apple Podcasts, leave a rating and review. It's very easy. You don't have to like sign into anything. You can just make up a nickname and then you leave it and it's done. And if you want some more Idle Chatter, you can also follow us over at Twitter and Instagram at Idle Chatter Podcast and Idle Chatter Pod. And, you know, we, we post on there when we see something that catches our eye and it, it's it's a it's a good time so yeah definitely. thank you for thank you for listening and happy holidays yeah, happy holidays everyone bye bye, bye.